Join me right now on Kumite TV is the Junkyard Dog, Jonathan Gary. What's going on, Jonathan? What's up, man? What's going on, dude? Not much, man. Not much. You know, uh, to kick this interview off, I wanted to go back to when you were in Japan in the early 2000s. Oh. Take me back to when you first landed in that country. Oh, man. When I first landed in that country, man, I was coming from Pensacola, Florida. Like, I joined the military during Iraqi Freedom. So, coming from Pensacola, Florida, going straight to the Kitty Hawk that was stationed over there in Japan, you're just like, dang, man, this is a whole new country, especially as an 18 year old. You're just like, man, I ain't got no parents. I ain't got no family. And I'm about to go into uncharted territory. And you're just like, is the Japanese people going to like me? Or what's, what am I going to get into? So, you know, going there, man, I always got in fence with the cars, you know, the skylines and the Toyotas and stuff, man. I was like, man, I want to do this drifting so bad, but and I never got into the drifting. I got into like you know kickboxing, so I was like, all right, let's try this out and see how it goes, man. And got bit by the bug and just kept going with it ever since, man. During that time, you know, Pride was going on, K one. Uh -huh. You know, what was your first exposure to you know those promotions? You know, did you go to the events? Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely, man. I went to a Pride event when I saw um, Takanora Gummy versus Luis Azaretto. So I was just like, man, and I was one of uh, Gummy's sparring partners at the time because they were like, oh, man, go ahead and, you know, go spar Gummy. And I was just like, go spar Gummy. Like, man, he's going to kill me because I've only been training for like seven months. But they were like, yeah, man, just go try it out, man. And I got Molly Watt, man. He he beat me up because he thought I like, you know, I was like good and technical. But I was like, man, I've only been training for six months. He's like, oh, big old 18 year old man but end up going to that man because he hooked us up with tickets so it was actually pretty cool man getting to see him like go with that you know go with that type of caliber guys man from all over the world and you see that man it's just like and the crowds it's just it's just crazy man it's a surreal experience yeah a lot of guys that watched pride and k1 they've watched it from afar you know on v vhs or you know on the internet yeah. you actually went to the events you yes. were there yes. you smelt the smells you heard the sounds, you know, what, what can you tell the people when you meet them and talk about that, that, you know, makes it so special? It's man, just being over there, just not in just in Asia, but just in Pan general, just in being in the Mecca, you know, man, it's it's almost an honor because that's where like everything started, you know, from Kumite to you know even the old samurai days, man. You're just looking at that and you actually getting to compete in it, man, and just being in that whole just smack dab in the middle of it, man. It's it's a surreal experience, man. Even you can tell even the fighters that go over there just for that fight, like a UFC fight or whatever, they're just like, man. It's crazy. Everybody's so respectful, and the crowds actually appreciate fighting for what it is. You know, it's just an honor in a sport, man. It's, it's amazing. You started fighting over there in Japan. You've been back and forth yes, throughout the years. You know mm -hmm. what? You know what has you know fighting over there done to you as a fighter? How has it changed you much? You know, you know, training out there too for a long time too. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. It. it when I first started, man, I got thrown to the fishes, dude. Like, the wolves, like, <laughs> my first fight was against Gomi's protege. Like, the guy's been training with him for, like, years. And that guy was, a, you know, a combat grappling champion, too. And I'm like, man, this guy's going to be, he's going to mollywop me. And this is my first MMA fight. So, I mean, I end up losing, but I end up fighting again two hours later. Because, I mean, being an amateur shooter, they don't care, man. You could fight seven times in that day, you know, just as long as you keep racking up the records and stuff, man, you're going to be able to go pro. 
as many times, but you have to win the Japan tournament to go pro. You have to place them within the top three. But I mean, man, the competition is heavy. <laughs> it's very heavy over there. And being the only American there, man, you do stand out though. But I mean, everybody's going to know who you are because that's, I mean, you're the only American in it. So man, it's just crazy. <laughs> you know, training out there, what have you taken from that style of training and kind of brought it back stateside and introduced it to the guys that you train with now? Uh, just the, the trickiness and the slick, man, their, their ground game out there in Japan, man, is, is very second to none. Training with guys like Michihiro Omagawa and Katsumura and Kao Uno and all those, you know, I mean, legends that actually started the sport for what it is. Man, they have so many tricks up their sleeves. Even those guys that are starting an outcome up, man, it's ridiculous, man. Like, bringing that over here, not a lot of American guys get to see that and everything, but the different techniques that American guys have, man, it kind of counteracts a little bit what they have in Japan, though, but it, it, just, it just depends on how you work the style. But once you get both of them, oh, man, it's, it's immaculate, dude. It's, it's a sweet science for everything, man, from jiu-jitsu all the way to the stand-up. Because, I mean, Japan, after, they have really good kickboxers out there, too. So, I mean, you see it from everywhere, man. Those Asian guys, man, they're in it, man. Especially in Korea, too, man. I trained out there at Korean Top Team a couple times out there in Seoul. And, man, you see those guys. They're, they're killers, man. <laughs> they're killers out there, dude. Oh, were you out there when the zombie was part of the team? No, not when Zombie was part of the team. I didn't get out there when he got out there, man. But I trained out there with... um. What's his name? I was like, Doohun Kim, Stun Gun was out there. Man, and another another uppercomer was out there too that was fighting in uh, deep at the time. So, man, it's, those guys are so technical, man. It's so precise, especially when it comes to striking, man. Like, I would have to say, man, it's a toss up between Korean MMA and Japanese MMA, man. It, it, those guys, are, I say the Koreans right now are running shop, <laughs> but. When it comes to, you know, going in there, man, I, I have to say Koreans right now versus yeah, Japan. It's always, the, it's always a battle between who's better, the Korean <laughs> MMA fighters or the Japanese MMA fighters, you know. And uh, right. it's a, it is a toss-up, man. There's guys on both sides that are doing their thing. Like, you got Horiguchi mm. running, oh, running yeah. Ryzen, running Bellator now. Right. Too. Yeah, yeah. And, man, and you got the zombie that. out there, you know, knocking the number five ranked guy in less than a minute. Man. It's crazy. What a comeback. What a comeback, yeah. man. That that comeback was crazy, man. Especially coming out of military service and hopping right back into the UFC, man. That's that's nuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> now you're returning back to the Bellator cage after two years away. How yeah. did this matchup with uh, Kiefer Crosby come together? Well, um, it came together, man. They were um, basically, I was just looking for a fight and I talked to uh, Jane Estico. I was like, hey, do you have any guy, you know, for a 155 fight or, you know, 145 fight? They were like, oh, no, we don't have anybody for those, but we got this guy at 165, Kiefer Crosby. I was like, all right, cool. I'll take it. They were like, okay, sure. <laughs> and so that's, got, that's how it works, man. Like, they're always going to ask me to fight somebody, man. I don't care. Like, you're going to fight the toughest guys in this sport, man. Once you get over, like, 12 some odd fights, whatever, man, you're going to fight the toughest guys, so why not? You know, who cares? I don't give a care if it's Khabib. <laughs> I'll fight Khabib on the next day notice, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all about the experience, man. It's all about the, you know, the sport. That's all it is, man. It's just business. I know a lot of guys, they take it personal, but 
hey, it is what it is. It's a fight. Let's go out here and handle it, man. Yeah, I believe that this is a great opportunity for you, you know, a veteran like you to kind of face a young up-and-comer in Crosby. He's undefeated. He has some hype. You know, if you Definitely. go in there and do what you need to do, you know, it puts you up there, you know, in Bellator and kind of, uh, you know, Definitely. solidifies your status a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on Crosby and his skill set? Oh, man, he's really good, man. I mean, coming to those guys out of SVG Island, man, you see them been running over stuff in Europe for a while now, you know. Man, and he's really tough, man. He's willing to go the distance, man, and he's willing to, you know, sit there and bang with you. So I'm expecting a good fight out of him, you know. But, I mean, when it really looks at it, the pressure's on him. You know, said I don't really care about fighting in my hometown. It's really not my hometown because it's about two hours away from me. So it really doesn't matter. But he has to show up because he's officially signed with Bellator. I'm not. You know, I can go off and get another fight if I need to. But he's got to keep his status in Bellator. He's got to stay relevant. He's got Conor McGregor on his team. So a lot of pressure riding on him. I don't care. <laughs> I'm always willing to play upset if I need to. Now, training for this fight. You know, where do you have you work mostly and uh, who are the coaches that you've been working with? Well, I've been working with uh, Sensei Pat Perez in judo a lot. I've been working with um, Matt Grice in wrestling and I've been working with Mike Giroux in Muay Thai. So trying to get the best or with the best coaches here in Oklahoma because not a lot of gyms have a lot of, you know, everything is just in one place. You have to really travel just to go to other places. So it's not too bad. Even though Oklahoma is kind of spread out, you still get a chance to get good work with the guys. Was having this fight in Oklahoma a big, like a big benefit for you to kind of just stay at home and just work with the guys near where you're at? Yeah, kind of. I kind of miss Albuquerque, too, you know what I'm saying? Because um, I miss all my training partners out there, man. All those guys are going to give you good work. But a lot of these guys out here, they're up-and-comers also. And a lot of them have a really good, solid base. So they're going to give you good work no matter what. And they're going to push you to your limits because they want to see you succeed also. So it's always really good to kind of just work it at home. And plus, I'm around a little bit of family and a lot of things, too. So it's always kind of good for that. You know, a fight, it can go 50 different ways. But when you envision this fight, when you lay your head down, how do you see it going down? Oh, man, my hand's raised. My hand's raised. I don't care if it's going to be the decision or if you're going to get a knockout, man. I'm just expecting a hard, clean, tough fight, man. If we go the distance, it goes the distance. Like, I can't really give you the whole fight of the unknown, you know, because nobody really knows. I can say, you, hey, I'm going to win by knockout or I'm going to win by submission. No, I'm just coming out here to fight, man. That's all it is. I'm getting my hand raised at the end. Hey, pressure bus pipes. That's all I got to say. You mentioned earlier that Crosby, he's signed to Bellator. You are basically just taking one fight, you know, a one-off with them. You know, what are your plans with Bellator? You know, you get this win. Do you plan on signing a long-term deal with them? Is that what you want to do? I mean, that'd be nice. I mean, they got to come up with the offer first. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, they haven't really spoke to me in the past about it or anything like that. I mean, if I'm a journeyman and he was like, hey, we're coming to Oklahoma, would you mind fighting? Hey, it is what it is. If Korea asked me tomorrow to come fight, I'll go fight in Korea. Japan asked me, I'll go fight in Japan, Brazil. It's whatever, man. <laughs> whatever the call is, I'm always going to stay ready to make sure I make sure I sign the contract. I always have a pen ready. <laughs> All right, man. Well, July 12th, Bellator 224, Thackerville, Oklahoma. Thanks, Jonathan, for your time, oh, and uh, good luck on your oh, future, man. Thank man. you.
All right, man. Thank you so much, dude. Shout out to all the Korean fans out there, man. I hope y'all stay in 10. All the fans out there in Asia, man, tune in, man. It's going to be a great fight. You know, Bellator, we always put on good shows no matter what fight it is. So, hey, expect some fireworks.